You're listening to the Gordon Damer Show podcast on 98.7 ESPN. Welcome in. It is the Gordon Damer Show. It is 98.7 FM. ESPN New York. Lots to do over another jam-packed show, a Friday edition. Uh, Of course, the number you know, 1-800-919-ESPN. I am on Twitter and Instagram, at Gordon Damer. The daily poll question is up again. Once again today, we've come up with another one. So we'll get to that in a little bit. We, of course, it's a Friday, so we'll look ahead to the football week 14, already week 14. And considering if you're a Jet fan, Giant fan, maybe like me, a Dolphin fan, maybe one of the uh, many Cowboy fans, maybe it doesn't feel like week 14, it feels like week 1400, because uh, this has been uh, a rough go of it. But we'll get into the uh, football teams. But there are two big stories, and let's not waste any time. Because they always run out of time at the end of the show, which comes up at the same time every day. You'd think I'd learn by now. But there are two major stories in this town today. One, very uh, hopeful, right? It's the time of miracles. It's the time of uh, happiness. It's the time of joy. And the other one would be as diametrically opposed to happiness and joy and goodwill towards man. So let's begin. I feel like every show should start off when this topic comes up with a warning. So I am going to start this segment by saying, warning, the following audio contains graphic content. That being a discussion of the 2019 New York Knicks. It is content that some may find disturbing. Discretion is advised. At this point, and this point is 22 games into the season, anyone who talks about the Knicks should almost have to preface it by saying that this is not safe for work. It's really not safe for anywhere especially if you've recently eaten. The Knicks went out last night and lost to the Denver Nuggets. And lost is really not the proper term to use. Destroyed would be a better one. Embarrassed. But it feels so repetitive at this point, right? Like, how many times can you say destroyed? How many times can you say shellacked? How many times can you say embarrassed? It's one thing after another. The great Tommy Beer, who is a great Tom, uh, a great follow on Twitter, uh, writes for Forbes, writes for, I think, Roto World, has a great factoid. This is the 74th season of Knicks basketball. They've played more than 6,000 games. They have never lost two consecutive games by 30 points. Until now. Happy holidays, everyone. They're not just bad, they're worse. Worse than what? Worse than whatever you could think. Coming into this season, I have prefaced every Nick conversation by saying I'm not expecting much, but I'm expecting them to be a little bit better than last year. They've been worse than last year. Whatever your expectation, unless you expected them to basically never win, they have been worse than whatever you thought they were going to be. Anytime you think, well, this is rock bottom, they get out some shovels and dig a little deeper. They have now lost eight in a row. 
They are now four and 18, right? The last two games, they have lost by a combined 81 points. Sources close to me tell me that David Fisdale has already won his final game as head coach. The Knicks have a game on Saturday against the Pacers, and then they head out west. It's hard to imagine that David Fisdale will be making that trip. It certainly feels like after this weekend, if not before, it is 5.04 right now on a Friday, and at least according to everything uh, that we have checked, David Fisdale is still employed by the New York Knicks. That could change at any moment. But sources close to me tell me that David Fisdale has won his final game at head coach. And that source doesn't have to be a real insider. It could be a cardboard box that you walk past on the street. Even the cardboard box knows. It's clear to everyone, not with sources, not with inside information, everyone with eyes and ears that David Fisdale will be fired soon. And let me make it clear. He deserves to be. He has been terrible. There has not been one single positive thing that he has impacted the Knicks in any way. You would have to say the only positives that you, even if you wanted to stretch, to look for positives in this brutal season. One would be R.J. Barrett, who the Knicks drafted. And the other would have to be probably Frank Nielakina. Frank Nielakina, who the Knicks did not play until they were forced to play him. And let me say, I was willing, one of the few, who was willing to give David Fisdale a chance. To me, this was his first real year on record. Last year they were tanking. I was not going to judge him for anything that he did last year. That record was what that record was. This year, he was going to be on the record. And this year's record is the worst record of all time. I researched what's the worst record of all time. And there's several, if you're talking in a music sense, there are several that come to mind. The song Playing With Fire by Kevin Federline was one that was brought up. We Built This City by Jefferson Starship. Obviously, Ice Ice Baby, which I don't think is a terrible record. I think that's very, very catchy. Now, he completely stole it from Queen, but still, catchy. This record, the Knicks record at this point, is Rebecca Black's Friday, sung by Nickelback in the style of Insane Clown Posse. It is that bad. As bad as you think it was going to be or is right now, it's, it's amazing. By the minute, it gets worse. So David Fisdale will be fired. It will not take long, just like Jeff Hornacek, just like Derek Fisher, Kurt Rambis. And when he does, I'm sure a portion of the fan base will rejoice because, let's be honest, David Fisdale has been terrible. He's done a terrible job. But let me also say that anyone who could watch the Knicks, look at what they have, And think that firing David Fisdale will greatly change anything. Must have just gotten off a bus from I don't know where. Some place that does not have the internet, apparently. The Knicks are terrible. The roster is terrible. Should they have more wins? Yeah. 
but not many. The Knicks will not turn the corner, truly, until they have far more talent than they have right now. They will not turn the corner until they get more talent, but also they will not get more talent, clearly, until they have a house cleaning, until they have a bloodletting. Hell, until they have an exorcism. If you get rid of Fizz and don't get rid of the people above him in Steve Mills, well, then you're simply making beds in a burning building. You are putting lipstick on a pig, as they say. It would be taking the milk out of the fridge, realizing it's sour, putting it back in the fridge, and hoping, you know what, tomorrow that milk will be fresh. But good news, Nick fans. Only 60 games to go. 1-800-919-ESPN, 1-800-919-3776. And as I've said many times before, if you're if you're like me and you think, you know what, the Knicks have to get more talent, that's the, the primary thing that they have to do, I get the temptation of saying, you know what, let's get the coach out of here. He's been terrible, which he has absolutely been. I'm 100% on board with you. He's been bad. But if I were James Dolan at this point, I don't know how many coaches he's still paying. I don't know if he's still paying Derek Fisher. I don't know if he's still paying. I'm assuming he's still paying Phil Jackson. Uh, he has to still be paying Jeff Hornacek. I don't know. Is he still paying Kurt Rambis? I don't know. Why would I go out and pay someone else? The ingredients are terrible. I'm not telling you that somebody couldn't get you more out of the ingredients than this guy is right now. But the ingredients are terrible. Why am I going to go and spend even more money to make it marginally better. What I do is I stew in it. I allow everybody who is on board right now, you know what? You got until the end of the season, people. And that end of the season, it's kind of hard to envision in any way that this is going to turn around. So I allow everybody that's in their roles right now to remain in their roles. You have your chance. You had your chance last offseason. You failed miserably. And you're in your roles right now. You have a chance to turn it around. But when this season's up, if it looks anything like this, everybody's gone. Everybody's out. So I wouldn't I wouldn't change a thing. Go do what you gotta do, but realize everybody's on on record. Everybody's facing the fire. And that fire is coming fast. 1-800-919-ESPN is the phone number. I think I said that already. Uh, our poll question, which is up for today, it's on Twitter. It's at Gordon Damer. Oh, we went a little little sideways again, a little wacky today. There's lots of little things that are going on right now, some bigger than others. So our poll question, which of the following do you think is the most vital for that team to make to be successful? And we give you four options. A, the Knicks fire David Fisdale. B, the Yankees signed Garrett Cole, which uh, good news for, not on that front yesterday. We'll get into that coming up. The Mets, C, to lose the Wilpons sooner rather than later. I couldn't fit in the sooner rather than later part. Or D, the Nets get back Kyrie. <laughs> you could go D. The Nets get back Kyrie. It'll be interesting to see how that does. Now back to the Gordon Damer Show on 98.7 ESPN. It's sickening. And uh, 
they'll uh, have to rewatch it, just like I'm gonna watch it three or four times and then have to suffer through it as well. Yeah, imagine how we feel, Dave. It is a long way to the top. Has a, a perfect song there to pick there, Brian. Very good job, ACDC. Boy, you ever watch like a movie and it's like, uh, I don't know, uh, a, maybe it's a sports movie, but it could be like a, a, a team of people putting together a caper. And uh, the begin. it's not a necessarily a montage per se. It's, it gets to a montage, but they start out the caper and everybody's kind of, they, they can't handle even the most basic task. Well, if the Knicks were in a movie, this would be this would be how it looked. I don't even know if they'd make it look this bad because they, it might be unbelievable at that point. The Knicks are, in terms of uh, cinema, they are uh, Robert De Niro in uh, The Irishman. That's how many things they got going wrong right now. Yeah, he's 35 years old. What are you talking about? The man, his man is moving like he's in an old age home. Hey, it's the Gordon Damer Show. It's 98.7 FM, ESPN New York. As so we take you up until uh, 6 o'clock, go like and Wingo then. Our poll question, which is up for today, it's on Twitter, people. And it is, which of the following do you think is the most vital for uh, their team to make, right? We gave you four different options. Knicks fire David Fisdale, which is certainly front and center right now. Like, if you at any point are away from your phone or the Internet, I think if you're even a, a, a casual Knicks fan, the first thing you when you check Twitter, you're going to say, mm, I wonder if they fired Fisdale. I mean, it's that... It's that in the moment. It could happen at any second. It might happen before the show's over. Who knows? B, the Yankees signed Garrett Cole, and yesterday some fantastic news about that. The Mets, of course, they've been front and center here the last few days with uh, everything with Steve Cohn. And the optimism being spread by Met fans everywhere, which it's clear as soon as Steve Cohn comes on board, it, it's all, it's, everything's going to change forever. They're, I think that they're even going to stop playing the World Series because clearly the Mets are going to win all of them. Steve Cohen, see, the thing about him is that he's he's very aggressive. That's how he made his billions. Oh, he's the he's the aggressive hedge fund guy. Oh, usually those guys are so laid back. They're usually so hands off. Very type B personalities, generally. He's the aggressive. Oh, I got it. Got it. And all all you have to do is spend money. All you have to do is just get in there and spend some money, and it'll t- everything will be taken care of. No other teams are doing that. Nobody else has tried that. So then you have the Mets losing Wolpons. And then uh, D, people always complain we don't talk about the Nets enough. Uh, the Nets getting back Kyrie Irving, who, in case you didn't notice, he has missed 10 straight games now. I think he's going to miss a couple more at least. No real timetable for when he's back. But you could vote. You can vote D. Nets get back Kyrie. And uh, what I noticed yesterday, I was on the treadmill, so I was watching the K show on Yes. And Kville is up, right? The the Christmas Village. They came in the other day and did a fantastic job. George, they did a beautiful job this year. The train is back. Cars are uh, not the mechanical cars this year, but still looks fantastic. And it was nice to watch it on Yes because that's a good time where you get to see Kyrie. Because when they go to commercial, they play some Nets promos, and they got Kyrie shooting it. Boop, beep, pop. It's good to see him on the court. All right, uh, let's get some phone calls in, shall we? Before we really dive into the poll question, 1-800-919-ESPN, 1-800-919-3776. So it's all there on the table, Yankees and Cole, the Mets and the Knicks and everything. Let's go to our buddy Andy in Miami, who always compliments me, so that's why I'm going to him first. Andy, what's going on, my man? I'll compliment you again. You've been hilarious, Gordon. You Thank know you. I love you. Thank you, man. And- 
I, I would talk to you about the Knicks, but in the words of Chief Joseph, I fight no more forever. I can't do it anymore, Gordon. The only job Steve Mills should have, he should be the general manager of the Washington Generals because the Knicks' next opponent should be the Globetrotters. And not the Globetrotters now, the Globetrotters <laughs> of Curly Neal and Meadowlark Lemon. Because that's who they should be playing, and that's who Steve Mills should be picking players for. Players that will fall for the confetti trick. That is all I have to say about the Knicks. Okay. Garrett Cole. Yeah. This is making me happy. Jeff Pass and ESPN reported the Yankees are prepared to break David Price's record, go above $217 million, and I say hallelujah and let us all rejoice. There is no bad news about this. The Yankees have the money. They did not spend it on Corbin. They did not spend it on Verlander. Both pitchers won World Series with other teams. It is time. This has been Cashman's white whale. He drafted him in the first round out of college. He tried to sign him uh, and make a trade with the Pirates. He is there. The Yankees have the money. I don't see a downside. The only problem I do foresee is if they don't have enough money to sign Didi or Batantis, but we both know they do. And Batantis is who they'll have to sign because if they can sign Aaron Hicks, who's injured 50% of the time, they can sign Batantis. I see literally no downside. And my only question for you, Gordon, is this. Is there a way they can stop the Scott Boris parade from going till spring training like it did for Bryce Harper? And can they close this down before Christmas? Uh, Christmas might be a little early. I don't know if they're going to get it done by Christmas. It seems like all the, the things, uh, although it does seem like there's some, some movement, right? Like it does seem like the initial thought was, all right, this is going to go into January. Now it seems like maybe it does go into January, but not deep into January. So let's hope that it almost, to me, I'm hopeful. I'm far more hopeful than I was to start the off season. And the report by passing yesterday certainly is good news. But it really shouldn't be news. Like the fact that the Yankees are willing at the ownership level to give approval on any deal, basically, that should have been a foregone conclusion. This is the guy. There's been other guys that haven't been as good as this guy. But this guy should be the guy. If for no other reason, where you're at and the fact that there's probably not going to be, in terms of free agency anyway, trades you never know. But in terms of free agency, there's not going to be another guy here anytime soon. So that's the one thing about the – the. it's almost like they're setting me up to be hurt again. I don't want to be hurt. And I had – it was almost like a coping mechanism that I assumed, yeah, you know what, the Yankees are not going to do it. They're not going to spend the money. It's almost like they're building me up just to, to shoot me shoot me down again. So I hope that's not the case, but uh, we shall see. Um, let's go to Marco on Long Island. Marco, my man, what's going on? Hey, good morning, Gordon. How are you? I'm good, man. What's up? Uh, you were talking about the Knicks. They don't have this. They don't have that. You forgot to say, they don't have heart. They're a heartless team, man. Every time I watch, I'm like, what the hell was that? Yeah. They, Incredible, they, It man. seems like it. Uh, the reality of the situation is sinking in for the guys. And, and look, I, I'd be lying to you if I would say that if I were in that situation, that I'd have the intestinal fortitude uh, to, to stick it out and play my best. But it, uh, it, it, it's a brutal situation. Listen, you can win with a little talent, but I think you need heart. And heart, uh, it's just killing me. It's killing me. It's killing yeah. me. It's and, over. Yeah, no, no. The season's over. I mean, that that's not even and, – and I'll be honest with you. Uh, each night, there's a battle – 
for the TV in my house. Now, most nights I win it because I need to win it. And if it's that pressing, I'll go to the basement. I'll go to the man cave to, to watch what I need to watch. But more times than not, my wife will allow me to, uh, you know, do what I need to do. But if there are nights where, you know what, I'm just it, – it's a game that's decided, something I can't get into, I'll say, you know what, go ahead, change it. And my wife will watch uh, the Food Network, which to me is the worst programming in the world because then you're sitting there, you're watching people cook food, and uh, you just want to eat. And trust me, what we got downstairs is not nearly as good as what they're cooking on the, 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 the Christmas cookie challenge. I can tell you that right now. But last night, it was so bad, I said, sweetie, fire up the Food Network. Let me see some Christmas cakes. That Christmas cake show they have is so stupid. They make these giant 17 pounds of food for three people who take one bite. Does anybody else see that as wasteful? Maybe it's just me. All right, let's go to Mark in Melville. Mark, what's going on, my man? Hey, guys. How you doing? I'm good, man. What's up? Yeah, so in terms of firing um, FISA for the Knicks, so yeah. I understand how everyone is up in arms and everything else, but looking at the roster and everything they had, I mean, what did we expect? I mean, if you look at everything that the Knicks are doing, I think what, this like the fourth or fifth coach within the last four to five years, I think one of the reasons why they can't, you know, get the right personnel because they have no stability within the coaching and the upper management. I mean, and I want everyone to look at Golden State. I mean, prior to this five-year run, they were like the laughing stock of the um, NBA. And when they got good management and started drafting well, everything changed. I don't think it's personally the coach. More so, the management has to draft well, go from the ground up. And, you know, in the next four or five years, maybe things will turn around for us, um, you know, in the box. Well, look, I mean, I, 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 I'm in agreement with you that the coach is not the most – the coach is the one that you can change right now, and nobody's going to fight you on it. Nobody's going to say, wait a second, you have to give this guy. Based on the result, if he had eight wins, I'd say, you know what? Let's give him a little bit of time. If I saw any progress whatsoever that David Fisdale had his hands in, I would say, okay, you know what? Here's something. There's something. I don't want to be the person who tells you, oh, you know what, you got to change the coach. Let's go through this whole rigmarole again. I was just looking for any slight improvement. Because, again, I think the, the primary problem with the Knicks is that they're not that t- – this is not a good roster. Take a look at Steve Kerr. Steve Kerr, by all measures, he's a good coach. Now, you might not think he deserves all the credit for Golden State, all these different – okay, fine. But he's a good coach. Look at what their record is with the talent that they have. They're going no place. And the Knicks have, I think, even worse talent than that. So I don't think that they should be uh, greatly better than what they're at. But they can't be any worse. I mean, dear God, they get destroyed. Again, they've lost the last two games by 80 points. You could pick a kid out of the stands. Do you see that video of uh, Giannis giving his shoes to a kid at the Bucks game. It was a, I think, uh, I think it was a little girl's birthday. They, the Knicks could do that with a coach, and it wouldn't be any worse than it's been. Maybe the, maybe when the guys got back to the bench, they'd see the little kid crying and say, "You know what? We got to play a little harder." Maybe that's what the Knicks should do: bring in children 
And then when the guy, when the players get back to the bench, at least they'll feel a little guilty. You know what? We got to we got to start defending the three a little bit better. This poor kid's crying its eyes out. Now back to the Gordon Damer Show on ninety eight point seven ESPN. There's a flip side to that coin. What if you do got me boxed in? Then I got to put you down. Because no matter what, you will not get in my way. We've been face to face, yeah. But I will not hesitate. Not for a second. Maybe that's the way it'll be. Or, who knows? Well, maybe we'll never see each other again. Hoo-ah! No, that, that would have been another movie. Your moment of inspiration for this Friday morning, the movie Heat, released back in 1995. So oh, that movie is almost 25 years old. Wow. That's crazy. <laughs> Every uh, The moment of inspiration is supposed to be uplifting. And I feel like as soon as I look at the years of some of these things, I feel more depressed than when I began. But there you go, your moment of inspiration, a far better movie. And I believe that that is on, at least it was for one time on Netflix. And I would not say it's a perfect movie. I I think that that movie kind of dragged from what I remember a little bit as well. But action-packed, great scenes, great acting, far better than some other ones that we have discussed this week. But it is the Gordon Dammer Show. It is 98.7 FM, ESPN New York, in case you're just joining us on this Friday morning. We have uh, touched on... The Knicks, who went out last night, in case you said, you know what, a little tired, getting ready for a big weekend, got to do some holiday shopping. You know what, let me get to bed early tonight. Let me uh, cut out the Knicks. Let me uh, go right to sleep and uh, get a few extra hours of Z's. Well, my friend, good call. Maybe the best call you'll make of 2019. Because the Knicks also, I think, might have been sleeping last night because they were completely non-competitive. I don't know what the lead got up to. I think I turned it on and it was, it was 40 points at one point. They ended up losing by 37. A heartbreaker. They just got nipped by 37 as they got destroyed by the Denver Nuggets last night. But at this point, it's really not about the Denver Nuggets, is it? 129 to 92 was the score last night. This coming off the uh, performance on Monday where they lost 132 to 88. So the Knicks have been obviously front and center, and at least as of 5.37 on this Friday morning, so far as we know, David Fisdale is still the Knicks head coach. But that could change at any moment, and it would not be surprising in any way. So the Knicks have been out there. The Yankees, we've touched on, of course, Jeff Passan. Here is Jeff Passan from yesterday about just how much teams are willing to pay Garrett Cole. Jeff Passan on SportsCenter. Garrett Cole is going to be paid more this offseason than any pitcher in the history of Major League Baseball. The biggest contract was David Price's for seven years and $217 million from the Red Sox. The question is not if Cole is going to beat that. It's by how much Cole is going to beat that. You've got the Yankees, you've got the Angels, you've got the Dodgers. Those are the three big names in there. Okay, so there's Jeff Passan. Ken Rosenthal yesterday had a story on The Athletic about how Cole and the Dodgers, and that's a team that I think is really a a main competitor for the Yankees, if they are, like the Yankees are, willing to pay the price. I don't know whether or not they are, but Rosenthal writes that Cole, 
uh, looms as a transformative figure for any team that signs him. If the money is close, he almost certainly would prefer to return to the National League with the Dodgers than stay in the American League with the Angels. The Yankees present a different kind of allure. Cole is a native of Newport Beach, California, who attended UCLA, but grew up a Yankee fan, and his sister Erin recently passed the New York State Bar Exam and is practicing law in New York. Well, look, I mean, every year we get one of these stories about if there's a Yankee target, why this guy grew up a Yankee fan. I can tell you right now, this idea, this guy grew up a Yankee fan, or the allure of the pinstripes, oh, the allure of Yankee pinstripes, it's all nonsense. It's about money. And it certainly seems like this year, this guy, this moment, the Yankees are willing to pay the price, whatever price it is, to get Garrett Cole, and that should absolutely be the the right move. As it's been brought more times than not, you can rationalize things. Well, you know what? I don't feel comfortable going a sixth year with Patrick Corbin, which I didn't. I wouldn't have gone uh, to twenty four million dollars for Zach Wheeler. But on the flip side of that, if you're only going to make reasonable deals in free agency, well, you're not going to sign anybody. So I'm sure that these numbers are going to get insane. Who knows? Maybe they get up to to three hundred million dollars. I think it's a price the Yankees have to be willing to pay. And if he does decide to go to L.A., I think you have to be on record as showing, you know what, we spe- we were willing to spend more and we didn't get the guy. And we'll see how it ends up. one 800 espn is the phone number. And our poll question, which is up for today, it's on Twitter at Gordon Damer, is which of the following moves do you think is the most vital for the team to make? I don't think I've given an answer to this one yet. But the four options are the Knicks fire David Fisdale, B, the Yankees sign Garrett Cole, C, the Mets lose the Wilpons, or D, the Nets get Kyrie back. People say I don't bring up the Nets. Don't I get bashed for that all the time, Brian? I get I put the Nets in there, and they are tracking right now at 4%. You're a Nets hater, according I, apparently, to a lot of people. I'm a, I'm a lot of hater. I'm a hater of everything, apparently, except the Yankees. And really, what I'm watching for the poll question, not to see whether or not who wins per se, but to see who gets more votes, the Nets today or Pat Shermer the other day. Now, the other day, we gave you the poll question about if you have to make the playoffs, which coach do you want? And we gave you Shermer, Gase, Bowles, and McAdoo. Shermer, I think rightfully so, came in last place. But he got 8% of the votes. 8% of a poll question that got 900 votes. So I, I can't do the math on the air. I probably can't even do the math off the air. But that's a lot of votes. That's almost 10% of 900, which I know is about 90. <laughs> so it's less than 90. So let's say it was about 80. So you got 80 votes. Right now, the Nets and Kyrie are tracking at 4%, and we have less than 200 votes. So it doesn't look good for uh, Kyrie. It looks like this is going to be the last time the Nets are involved in any poll questions. Let's put it that way. All right, let's squeeze some more phone calls in, shall we? 1-800-919-ESPN, 1-800-919-3776. Let's go out to uh, Robert is in Manhattan, our buddy Robert. What's going on, my man? A lot of quick things. First of all, you mentioned bicycles. A little history for you. When the Javanese invaded Malaya and took Singapore from the Brits, how did they do it? With bicycles. Okay. Now, number two, you talk about the Knicks. The one word you did not use. Bicycles? uh, No, no, no. no, Because I love your classical references, and I've missed them lately. Um, So I'll throw one at you quickly. Decimate. Now, you said 
uh, destroy, and you said embarrass. Mm -hmm. Thank God you did not say massacre, because that would get you in trouble with the people at AIM and the PC crowd. But decimate, as you probably know, is a classical reference to the time when the Romans used to punish, dare I say, crucify individuals. I just couldn't figure out math on the air, Robert. Why would you think I know that? Every tenth individual. That's where the word decimate comes from. Now, let me tell you why I hate the Jets even more this week (laughs) than usual. It turns out that CBS... Malaysia to the Jets. Okay, go ahead. Yeah, it turns out that the Jets are on CBS at 1 o'clock. Yes. And because of that, and because CBS cannot contractually black out or anything to that, Fox, which was going to show New Orleans and San Francisco... Mm -hmm. Can't do it for whatever reason. Fox and CBS are in a conspiracy, I guess, to to, to screw the football people who don't have the red zone like I do. I don't have the technology. So they're going to give us a second game at 430, Jacksonville and the Chargers. So there you go, New York Jets, fooling you. Because, you know, the crappy, stinky Jets have to be on CBS. Therefore, we don't get a game at Fox at 1 o'clock on Fox. Yeah, look, I mean, I don't know if that's necessary. I don't know if you can blame the Jets on that one. I'm, I'm the first to blame the Jets for a lot of things. And to me, again, it's it's been forgotten, right? Because, the I mean, you talk about uh, schizophrenia in terms of a sports fan base. Ten days ago, in the actual newspaper, there was a headline of, don't discount these Jets. Don't rule them out just yet. And then they went out and lost the Bengals. So, uh, But this is a game that I think that they, again, have to win. And we I brought this up the other day. And it, it's kind of fitting because the Cowboys, with what they're going through with Jason Garrett, everybody always tells you, you know, you got to be patient. You got to give it time. The Cowboys have given it time. How's that worked? How's that looked? And I have brought up in the past, since 2000, these are the coaches that have been fired after one season. And I, it's a, I'm, I'm glad that what happened last week, at least with the Jets and the Bengals, at least has apparently allowed the powers that be to allow us crazy, kooky people who think that J, uh, Adam Gase has done a bad enough job to be fired after one season to allow us to have that opinion out there. Because when they had won three in a row, we were being portrayed as being these these, these uh, c- c- crazy lunatics that would think that he could be fired Here are the people who have been fired, the coaches who have since 2000, after one season. Steve Wilkes, Chip Kelly, Jim Tomasula, Mike Malarkey, Hugh Jackson, Jim Mora, Cam Cameron, Art Shell, and Marty Schottenheimer. Outside of Schottenheimer, who I don't – did he get another opportunity after that? I don't think he did. Outside of Marty Schottenheimer, which of those – and he had – I mean, at least he had a track record, right? Now, he was never able to get his team over that, that big hump, but he was a winning coach. He had a winning record. He could get you to a certain level. But out of all those other ones, I think Al, they have Al Groh on this list. I thought Al Groh resigned, but you want to include him, you don't want to. That's fine. Which of those would you say they really should have given him a second year? Anybody? I don't think so. Now, you could go back pre-2000 and say Pete Carroll. Pete Carroll was hired by the Jets, got one season, the whole fake spike play, the, the, the disaster that, that ended that season, and he got fired. And Pete Carroll has gone on to be a very successful head coach. But if he didn't get fired there, 
I think you're kind of discounting all the other experiences that he had post that that kind of allowed him to become a better head coach. So it's not like Adam Gase is a first-year head coach where you, he does have a little bit of a track record, and that track record is not great. So we'll see if the Jets can come out on Sunday and put, at least up until this past Sunday, I think they're most embarrassing. It's kind of hard to keep track of all of them, but I think up until this past Sunday, their most embarrassing performance when they got destroyed by, up until that point, a, 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 a Dolphin team that did not win a single game. Now back to the Gordon Damer Show on 98.7 ESPN. Two big stories, in case you're just joining us, just waking up on this Friday morning, this Friday edition of the Gordon Damer Show. The two big stories could not be more diametrically opposed. You had the report yesterday from Jeff Passan on ESPN.com that the Yankees are ready to pay the price. They're ready to cut the check. To Garrett Cole and really, at least according to that report, seem like they're willing to pay just about any price to make sure, even at the ownership level, that they land Garrett Cole, which to me is the, I think to everybody, the need, the move that needs to be made for the Yankees. While starting pitching was not the reason that they lost in the postseason last year, you would look at the Yankee roster and where they're at as a win-now team on the cusp of something great and say the one area that you can improve pretty easily is to go out and sign Garrett Cole. So that's great news. That's fantastic news. That's the news if you follow a team you want to hear. But then on the other end of the spectrum, we have the New York Knicks. The New York Knicks, who I feel like, I said this before, but I'll recap it. At this point, any conversation on this station or any, when it involves the New York Knicks, should come with a warning. At this point, the Knicks are not safe for work. They're really not safe to discuss just about anywhere, especially if you've recently eaten. So I will say, warning, the following audio contains graphic content, that being a discussion of the 2019 Knicks. It is content that may be disturbing to some listeners. Discretion is advised. Well, in case you missed the Nick game last night, it was very reminiscent of the game before that, and the game before that, and the game before that. The Knicks went out, and not just lost. Lost is too easy a word to use. Embarrassed, I think, was the word that I would probably use the best. Robert Manhattan would use decimated, uh, destroyed, annihilated. Whatever word you want to come up with in that, if you want to use thesaurus.com, be my guest. But the Knicks went out last night and got embarrassed, this time at the hands of the Denver Nuggets. The great Tommy Beer, who writes for Forbes and uh, Roto World and some others, with a great factoid, this is the 74th season in Knicks franchise history. They've played more than 6,000 games, and yet they've never lost two games consecutively by 30 or more points. They've done that now. They are not just bad, the Knicks, they are worse. Worse than what? Worse than anything you could really imagine. Anytime you think to yourself, well, this has to be rock bottom, they get out a spoon and dig just a little bit deeper. They have now lost eight in a row. They are four and 18. The last two games, they have lost by a combined 81 points. Anyone with eyes and ears at this point knows it's just a matter of time before David Fisdale is no longer part of the Knicks. And you could maybe make the argument that he has won his final game as the Knicks, mainly because it doesn't feel like they're going to win another game anytime soon. So David Fisdale will soon be fired. And let's make it clear, when they do that, it will be 
justified based on the results that you have gotten. I was willing to give him a chance this year. To me, this was his first year really on the record. If last year everybody wanted them to tank, which I think they did, although watching this year, it's kind of hard to tell. Maybe last year was the glory days, and this is the tanking. I don't know. But to me, this was his first year on the record. And I looked up, what are the worst records of all time? And there were several that came to my, that came up. Playing with Fire by Kevin Federline, which I don't think that I've ever heard. We Built This City by Jefferson Starship. That I've heard. That's a terrible song. This is even worse than that. This is Rebecca Black's Friday, sung by Nickelback in the style of Insane Clown Posse. That's how bad this record is. So David Fisdale will be fired just like uh, all the other ones, right? Derek Fisher, Jeff Hornacek. And when he does, I'm sure the fan base, at least a good portion of which, will say, hey, finally, let's bring in this guy. Let's bring in that guy. It won't matter. I'll tell you right now, I, ha- I can see the future. It will not matter. Because the Knicks, as constructed, are terrible. The roster is terrible. Should they have a few more wins? Probably. But not that many. So the Knicks are not going to turn the corner until they have far more talent than they have right now. And they are not going to turn the corner. The way you get that talent is to have a house cleaning because the people in place right now apparently don't know how to acquire that talent or don't have the ability to acquire that talent. So they need to have a house cleaning, a bloodletting, an exorcism, whatever term you want to use. So when you get rid of fix, uh, Fizz, it's not going to fix what the problem is unless you get rid of some other people too. And if you allow the front office to stay in place, to me, as I've likened it to many things before, it's taking the milk out of the fridge, realizing the milk is sour, putting the milk back in the fridge and saying, tomorrow, tomorrow I'm going to have my cereal with that milk. That's how bad it is. And maybe the most positive thing you can say about the Knicks, there's not many, is there's only 60 games left. They can't stop the clock, people. All right, let's squeeze in some more phone calls here as we lead you up until Golik and Wingo. Matthew is in Israel. Been holding a very long time. Matthew, what's going on, my man? How you doing? Uh, the Yankee says, we don't go off the Garrett Cole. Like, like when we're here, they, I need to go start pitching. He's about to kind of have to spend, like, uh, count on speech like this, and I not spend, like, I'll uh, miss out on Corbin. He, he only put a, a deadline, 500. He uh, has to go. All right. I don't know what Matthew was saying. Maybe it was the phone line. I'm not sure. Let's try and end things on a high note, shall we? Justin is in Brooklyn. Justin, what's going on, my man? Good morning, Gordon. Love the show. Thanks, man. I appreciate it. Two quick points that I would like to have your opinion on, if you don't okay. mind. Sure. Uh, one, I was watching the Knicks game. It had to be early second quarter. There was a timeout. Mm-hmm. The first play that was the highlight. That was the highlight of the night. The Knicks called a timeout. Oh, thank God, the bleeding has stopped for a little while. Go ahead. I'm sorry, Justin. I, I actually enjoyed the commercials more, but uh, it was a timeout play. Was posting up R.J. Barrett with three defenders around him, and he got stripped. <laughs> How is that your out of timeout play? Yeah, there's a lot of that. There's a there's a lot of decisions by David Fisdale that make you kind of scratch your head. Um, you know, there's times where he will just bring guys in off the bench who have not played maybe even at all in the fourth quarter, and they just pop them in there. And um, yeah, I mean, uh, 
I'm not a huge fan of Alonzo Trier. The fact that Alonzo Trier can't get any run on this team, I mean, come on. Uh, it, it, I agree. I'm not, I'm not saying that you have to play him uh, 20 minutes a night. I'm not saying that you have to uh, allow him to struggle and, and not have any repercussions. But no run, nothing. I mean, it, no, it's bad. Uh, there, there's no, no other way to say it, Justin. I can't come up with any hot take that will make it feel a little bit better. Sorry. And one on the Yankees, if you don't mind. Quick. Okay, quick. All the years the Yankees have been a cash cow. They've been throwing money at free agents during the Steinbrenner era. Yeah, I get that. But now lately they've been scaling it back, not going past their threshold. Do you think they reset the bar where they can't be used as the leverage anymore? Uh, Well, I mean, look, it's possible they're going to be used as the leverage here, right? Like if you're Garrett Cole and you really have your heart set on pitching in L.A. or California because that's where you're from, the Yankees might be getting used again, but at least they're trying to do everything they can to make sure they land the guy they got to get. All right, that's going to do it for us for today. We will see you Monday at 5 right here, 98.7 FM, ESPN New York. This is the Gordon Damer Show on 98.7 ESPN.